Hello and welcome to the Halls of Ivy from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Present the Halls of Ivy. If you like good beer, do as millions of people are doing all over the country. Ask for Slips, the beer that made Milwaukee famous. Slips tastes so good to so many people that it's the largest selling beer in America. It has to be fine to be first. And now, the Halls of Ivy. College, that is, in the town of Ivy, USA. Ivy's president, Dr. William Todd Hunter Hall, was a guest last night at a civic banquet. He went perforce and came home persuaded. As he tells his wife, Victoria, former reigning beauty of the London stage this morning, Frankly, my darling, I enjoyed it. Perhaps I've mellowed with age or been weakened for the final weeks of the school year. Perhaps until now I haven't entered into the spirit of of call me Bill, and did you hear the one about the conductors in the mink coat? And but the fact remains that, uh, that I had a most pleasant evening. What was the decoration on the fruit cup? The decoration? Oh. oh <laughs> you, you mean, did they serve the inevitable half a maraschino cherry? Uh-huh. Yes, they did, and I, I ate mine and liked it. Oh, Toddy, you are mellowing. Yes. I've heard you fly into the most spectacular races with those half cherries. I know, I know. Ordinarily, half a cherry on a fruit cocktail infuriates me. It seems to say, if I were a whole cherry, old man, you'd not be able to appreciate the delightful repast which follows. <laughs> However, last night the food was edible. The coffee was hot and good. The speeches were amusing, and except for one minor incident, we... Uh, I, I hope I'm not interrupting... Interrupting what, for goodness sake? I wasn't saying anything. I know. You're being very polite, darling, but, but in your beautiful eyes there is that look which says, I wish he'd finished that interminable story because I have a funnier one. <laughs> <laughs> you never tell interminable stories. For me, they're much too terminable. Now, what was the minor incident? Oh, it was so minor, it will keep. Now, what, what's your funny story? Well, it isn't, it isn't funny. It's just interesting. Do you remember that painting Mrs. Quintanon showed us the other night? Oh, you mean the original oil by some alleged artist named Ramon Ricardo? Uh, The one which looked as if he'd painted it while wearing boxing gloves. (laughs) And then walked on it with muddy galoshes. (laughs) You mean you didn't like it? Vicky, my sweet, I have seen better composition on a hotel bath mat. That painting was atrocious. Well, for good heavens, I thought you were mad about it after what you told Mrs. Quintanon. What did I say? Well, you said it was a... Well, you seem to think that... uh, Well, it's just the way you stood there. (laughs) You mean that wasn't rapture? Rapture was hardly the emotion which gripped me. 
It's more like vertigo. <laughs> and believe me, if I'd known if I'd known vertigo, I'd have gone. <laughs> So thoroughly that I bought you another one for the same artist. What? You, you mean he didn't lose his nerve after painting the one we saw? He did another? Oh, yes. And I only got it because I thought you'd love it. Well, let's have a look at it then. Maybe Ricardo has had a painting lesson since he did Mrs. Quincannon. Or started using paint instead of mud and ashes and beef gravy. <laughs> I can return it to the art shop. Personally, I... Excuse me, darling. Uh, Dr. Hall speaking. Oh, yes, Jeffries. Why, certainly, yes. Come right over. No, not interrupting a thing. That's all right. Goodbye. Jeffries? Jim Jeffries? Yes. Student body president? Yes, he's coming over. Something wrong? I don't know, but probably. I am seldom begged for a quick interview unless there's a wrangle on the quadrangle. Uh, in the meantime, let's see the old master you bought for your old master. <laughs> well, all right. I yeah, so I could surprise you with it. Now, here you are. Now, darling, you did surprise me. You and Ricardo. Worse than the other. <laughs> yes, I thought so. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you dislike it. Well, that's a, that's a fine way to talk to the recipient of a gift. Why, why are you glad I dislike it? Well, because at Quintana's the other night, I thought your well-known critical judgment had packed up and gone to Yugoslavia or someplace. But I say to myself, I said, if he likes that sort of thing, I said, buy him one, I said. <laughs> now, Vicky, my darling, I love you, and I do appreciate the thought behind this. this atrocity? Uh, behind the gift of this atrocity, yes. Uh, but, but, but hereafter, please do not let my social attitudes betray you into a false estimate of my sanity. Because of the fact that Mrs. Quinn Cannon was our hostess and was obviously happy with her, her painting. With... By the way, has this dreadful little production a title? Yes. Yes, it's written on the back of the frame. Now, let's see. Uh, here it is. Magenta Miasma. <laughs> Magenta, my asthma. How appropriate. Mm. It does look sort of like a Florida resort, doesn't it? You have to hold it a little bit sideways, like this. But darling, there is no Florida resort called my asthma. You are thinking of Miami. Oh! <laughs> yes, Miami, yeah. Well, then where's my asthma? Well, it's on this canvas, for one place. <laughs> Miasma is a word meaning a noxious effluvium emanating from a swampy putrescence. Which makes it apparent that Ricardo lacks either a dictionary or a cup of pride in his work. Darling, I thank you for this interesting gift, and how soon can you get it out of the house? <laughs> I'll take it back today. And now, let's go back to your minor incident. My minor incident? At the banquet last night. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Well, it was just a slight argument with the mayor of Ivy about a proposed addition to the city hall. 
which is already big enough to serve a town the size of Philadelphia. Mm. They call that dipping into the beef keg, don't they? The pork barrel, my pet. Oh. <laughs> and building an addition to a local city hall is pure, tender, succulent pork. Mm. I take it you said so to the mayor. I did. And after the lovely magenta miasma receded from his somewhat porcine face, which is probably an occupational... Yeah, well, that's uh, probably Jim Jeffrey. I'd better hide this canvas. We don't want it to think we have an idiot uncle who paints. <laughs> now, we, we can explain it away as a sample of new wallpaper. Now, come in, Jim. I was just... Oh, good morning, Mr. Wellman. I was expecting Jim Jeffries. Come in anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Dr. Hall, as president of this college, I am sure you are aware of uh, Mrs. Hall. Good morning. Hello, Mr. <laughs> it would be a better morning if I didn't have to concern myself with certain... I mean, Dr. Hall, it should be obvious to you by this time that... Well, it's imperative, Dr. Hall, imperative. Well, just what is imperative, Mr. Wellman? Weren't you listening? <laughs> I, I was just telling you it's imperative that we, as, as president of this... I, I mean, that, that you, in our relations with the town of Ivy, is... I mean, are, are responsible for certain... I am speaking, Dr. Hall, of your behavior at the banquet last night. Oh, go on, Mr. Wellman. You always behave nicely at banquets. Like forks, graceful conversation, and never lights his pipe. It would have been better if he had lit his fork. I mean, lighted his, uh, uh, lit his pipe and kept quiet. Uh, Dr. Hall, you insulted the mayor. Oh, Mr. Wellman, in the first place, it would take a sharper conversational harpoon than mine to get through the political hide of Mayor Baker. Please, Dr. Hall, you are speaking of what... Well, Mayor Baker's an old friend of mine. Went to school. Comes from a fine old family. Mayflower stop. Mr. Biasante, not a besoin d'ailleurs. Just Voltaire, Mr. Wellman. And he meant who serves his community well has no need of ancestors. I know, I know. <laughs> and as a citizen and taxpayer interested in good government, I cannot approve such public pocket picking. Public pocket pocket picking? <laughs> Strong words, Dr. Hall. Yeah, they're hard to say, too. <laughs> As a member of the city council, I resent it. The addition to the city hall has been a lifelong dream of Mayor Baker. He wants to take pride in this in his city. He wants to take... He wants to take, let's face it. <laughs> Please, Mrs. Hall, I know Mayor Baker. You do not. And I want to be the first to congratulate me. Well, <laughs> uh, leaving his honor's honor a moment, what is the point you are trying to make, Mr. Wellman? The point I am making, Dr. Hall, is that from now on, officially, Ivy College will adopt a closed-mouth policy on all such public matters. Is that clear? Well, the statement's clear enough, but the attitude you recommend, Mr. Wellman, is dangerous and unrealistic, and the cause of more political evils than anything I can imagine. You advocate apathy, disinterest, and public silence in the face of malfeasance. I advocate minding our own collegiate business, Dr. Hall. Nothing more, nothing less. I advocated both as chairman of Ivy's Board of Governors and as a member of the Ivy City Council. And as chairman of the Board of Governors, a word to the wise. Good day. You know, I think Mr. Wellman is one of the most resistible characters I ever knew. <laughs> you suppose he's getting a slice of that graph? No, no, I, I don't. No matter how misplaced his loyalties or how distorted his viewpoints, I think the man's absolutely honest. Mm. You mean he's honest according to his life? 
but he drives the lock with his dimmers on. Well, something like that, yes. I, I credit Mr. Wellman with judging Mayor Baker by Wellman and not Baker standards. Use every man after his desserts, and who should escape with him? Use them after your own honor and dignity. The less they deserve, the more merit is in your bounty. Hamlet. Uh, good for you, darling. How did you know? It was his turn. Whose turn? Uh, it was Hamlet. Oh. Whenever anybody asks me what's that from, I always say either Hamlet or the Bible. It was Hamlet's turn. <laughs> well, <laughs> well but between the, the Moody Dane and the Holy Rick, one is usually on pretty safe ground because... Oh, do you think that's T.W. again? Oh, no, no. I doubt it. His exit had an air of finality about it. Well, in that case, I'll be hospitable. Oh, hello, Jim. Come in, please. Thanks, Miss Paul. Hello, Jim. Sit down. Thank you, sir. I'll get right to it. Have you heard about the proposed new addition to the Ivy City Hall? Yeah, you heard about it from the mayor and vice versa. Yes, I did. And I assigned myself the pleasant chore of telling his honor. His honor? Uh, without telling him that I considered it an out-and-out patronage job with no civic merit, and that he might have difficulty in finding necessary funds in an already depleted city treasury. Oh, I'm sure glad you feel that way about it. Well, why, Jim? You're not a taxpayer. Well, not now, but it looks like I might be. It looks like all Ivy students will be taxpayers. Well, you mean local taxpayers? Sure. That's why I'm here, on behalf of the student body. The word hasn't gotten around the campus yet. But when it does, there's going to be a real Donnybrook. Well, what word? What's going on? Don't, don't tell. Uh, you're, you're majoring in political science, aren't you, Jim? Yes, sir. I'm doing a little field work down at the city hall. That's how I happen to hear about this tax bill. If they build that city hall addition, Ivy College is going to pay for it. The college? How? Well, the smart boys in the gang dug up an old law, passed in 1885. It's the head tax law and authorizes the levying of a tax on students. Sixteen years old and over. Oh, but that must have been in a time of desperate financial stringency when the college was young. Well, that doesn't matter. It's never been stricken from the statute. It's as good or as bad as the day it was passed. Well, I wonder if Mr. Wellman knows this. Mr. Wellman. Oh, never mind, Jim. I, I, I've got to think this over. What can you do, William? Well, at the moment, I don't know. But I have a feeling we'll have to fight fire with fire. And, and I... What's the matter, Doc? You smell something? Yes, barbecued pork. enough. You know, there's a lot of truth in the old saying, there's no friend 
<laughs> like an old friend. Yes, I never thought of it that way. The quotation marks around a cliche are merely the crow's feet of weary repetition. How <laughs> oh, true, how oh, true. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the old Billy Hall. Never catch him without a quote. Yes, I, I have another one. James Russell Lowell. Little he loved but power most of all. And that he seemed to scorn as one who knew how paths men choose to crawl thereto. <laughs> By what foul paths men choose... Now, wait a minute. Anything personal in that bill? Well, Frank, if the shoe fits, why should it blister you? <laughs> As for my remarks to you at the banquet last night about the disgraceful plundering of public funds to build the addition to the city hall. Oh, oh now, 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 forget it, Billy. You don't have to apologize for that. Apologize? I'm not apologizing, Frank. <laughs> On the contrary, I wish to extend and amplify my remarks. Well, go right ahead, son. It's a free country. For a free country, you're trying your best to make it expensive. <clears throat> For the taxpayers. This ghost law you've exhumed, the head tax of 1885. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold everything, Billy. I didn't dig up any ghost law. That's a very live statute. Never been off the books. There's also a law still in the books, which which demands that every horseless carriage be preceded at a distance of 20 feet by a man carrying a red flag or a lantern. Uh, are you planning to enforce that, too? No, but I would if it would help me build a wing on the city hall. <laughs> Why is the building of this new wing so imperative? I consider it a flagrant abuse of office. A flagrant abuse of... You have revived an emergency law passed 65 years ago passed during a desperate period for a specific purpose. And you are using it, legally perhaps, but unethically, certainly, to implement a raid on public funds to pay for a needless piece of construction. And the students of my college are the prospective victims of this fraud. Well, I've been mayor of this town for a long time. My record is clean. My administration... Oh, has... I'm not referring to your past record. <laughs> Whatever it is. I am talking about the business coming up in the city council tomorrow. Permitting a city tax on students 16 years and over. Well, I'm only the mayor, Billy Boy. I don't control the city council. We need additional revenue at this time for civic projects. In this case, a permanent and useful testimonial to my tenure of office. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. A very neat euphemism. How would you describe the Brinks Express robbery in Boston? As a, as a transfer of funds from the temporary custodian for a more equitable distribution among deserving, if unknown, citizens? You're quibbling. Am I? Now, let's face facts. The city needs money. And we can collect it legally according to a definite statute passed for a similar purpose at another period. Well, it's an outrageous example of venal politics. How can we teach good government in Ivy College if we have this sample of bad government on our own doorstep? Now, that's a lot of hogwash, Billy. What you call bad government, I call good business. It's stimulating. It puts money in circulation. And we get the money to do it by any legal means at our disposal. From 16-year-olds, 
Taxation without representation, Frank. Why, you see, it's the principle upon which war has been declared. Twice. Twice, Billy? Yes. In 1776 and right now. Honor, weep over his misdeeds and promise to be a good boy. No, I can see he didn't. No, he not only didn't, but he kept calling me Billy Boy. <laughs> well, very friendly anyway. Perhaps, but, but I felt like butting people on my way home. <laughs> now, the reason I'm so late, darling, is that I talked to several members of the city council. Including Mr. Wellman? No, no, I passed up Mr. Wellman. He, he's not a man to reason with. With whom to reason? Either one. Yeah, well, but you say you think he's absolutely honest. Doesn't he realize what this will do to Ivy? Thinks it even closed the school? I always find it hard to realize what Mr. Wellman realizes. Uh, I feel right now like a man in a small dory with a hurricane coming up. Well, maybe your dory is not so hunky right now, dear. <laughs> but uh, you'll think of something. Well, if I do, I'd better hurry. And I wish I could share your, your confidence that... Um, Hmm. What do you mean, hmm? What are you staring at? Oh, that painting. <laughs> you, uh, you didn't have time to return it? Oh, no. I'll take it back in the morning. Hmm. Doesn't grow on you, does it? <laughs> you can't say that it does. Are you sure you have it right side up? <laughs> I don't think it has any right side up. That's the side up it was up in the shop. Well, no wire on the back to suggest which side the painter thought was the top or bottom. <laughs> I'd like to strike out the word painter. <laughs> Two ladies already struck out. <laughs> well, perhaps I'm a Philistine, Vicky, but I think representational art that has required some basic study of drawing and color is uh, representation. Now, now that gives me but keep looking at it, darling. It's just phony enough to make Mayor Baker look legitimate. I'll see who's at the door. What, what was that? I was just saying. It seems to me I had a significant thought somewhere. There's a... Well, oh, oh, hello, Jim. Hello, Doctor. Did you have any luck with the mayor today? Uh, my report is embarrassingly negative. I'm afraid my persuasive powers have deserted me. Well, that's not good. The word's out, Doctor. There's been a big meeting called at the gym tonight. I don't like to think what might happen if all our students descend on this town. Something's got to be done. Yes, you're right. Taxation without representation means... Wait a minute. That's it, of course. The painting. The painting? What painting? What are you talking about, dear? A possible solution. Dr. Hall, are you sure you heard what I said? This could turn out to be a case of mob violence. Oh, Jim. Uh, you were elected president of this student body because you have the qualities of a leader. Now, I want you to get down there to that gymnasium and be one. I have a couple of phone calls to make, but if what I suspect is true, there'll be no reason for a riot. That tax bill will never be passed. Well, if you say so, Doctor. Uh, I'm 99% certain. Now, now, get going and come back and report to me. Okay. Goodbye. I go blindly, but I go. Heidi, what is this about? Uh, taxation without representation. Mm -hmm. It can't be. 
Uh, excuse me, darling. I just want to make this call. I... Hello, registrar's office. This is Dr. Hall. Yes, yes, you can help me. I want to know the exact figures of... Hello. City clerk's office, please. Hello. This is Dr. Hall of Ivy College. I'd like some information. <coughs> yes, I want to know the exact figures of... Good afternoon, Mrs. Hall, Dr. Ah, Hall. Wellman. I have good news, Dr. Hall. Very good news. Splendid news. I'm very About glad. About this terrible tax bill which uh, came up before the city council today. It won't last, Dr. Hall, never. Due to my vigilance, my untiring efforts, my deep interest in both the town of Vivier and Ivy College. And also, I presume, to the suggestion I made to you over the phone. Uh, yes, of course. Due also to your suggestion. Uh, thank you, incidentally. But as I was saying, due to my vigilance, the students of Ivy College will not be taxed. Ridiculous idea in the first place. And I'm surprised that Mayor Baker, an old schoolmate of mine, should. I mean, we don't need a City Hall edition, Dr. Hall. And you cannot convince me that we do. Might as well give up, William. You can't put over that dreadful tax bill of yours. <laughs> uh, what happened, Mr. Wellman? What happened is that, well, uh, the, the mayor uh, vetoed the tax bill. Oh, then it was passed by the City Council. I am not the only member on it, Mrs. Hall. It was enough that I got to the mayor. Of course it was, Mr. Wellman, and I, I appreciate your efforts. You've done a noble service for this school. It was nothing, Dr. Hall. What do I mean, nothing? It was tremendous. Well, uh, goodbye. Now, please, William, tell me, tell me. Very well, darling. You see, it was all due to... Not Mr. Wellman. Don't tell me that. I heard you phone the registrar's office, the city clerk, and then Mr. Wellman. So whatever was done, you done it. Now, what was done? Well, I found out that the enrollment of the College of Ivy was two-thirds larger than the voting population of the town of Ivy. Well, skip the statistics, darling. Well, I, I got to blathering on, as you remember, about representational art, which brought me back to the taxation of our students without representation. Then I said to myself... Billy, you said... Billy boy, I said... <laughs> Aren't you just assuming they have no representation? So, I checked the 1885 law again and found that it definitely gave the students the right to vote. I spoke to Mr. Wellman, who showed his honor that with the majority of angry students, he was headed straight for impeachment. Well, good old magenta miasma. Now we better, we better keep the painting. Uh, no, 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 darling, no. We will present it to the college. Uh, with a little brass plate on the bottom of it, saying, this minor work of art demonstrates that you may be unworthy, but you need not be framed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Now, where did you say you put the little brass plate? On the bottom of the frame. Which is the bottom? <laughs> mm. uh, darling, I'll let you decide. I solve my problem. This one's yours. Good night, everybody. Good night.
be seeing you next week at this same time with the Halls of Ivy starring Mr. and Mrs. Waddle Fulton. Mr. Wellman is played by Herbert Butterfield. Others in our cast with Jim Backus and Bill Mims. Tonight's script was written by Cameron Blake and Don Quinn. Music was composed and conducted by Henry Russell. The Halls of Ivy was created by Don Quinn, directed by Nat Wolf, and presented transcribed by the Joseph Smith Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We invite you to enjoy the Pulitzer Prize Playhouse on television on Friday night. Ken Carpenter speaking.